I have two words to summarize the problem with localization in humanitarian aid. Passive voice. And another set of two words, not mine this time, reflect the two sides of the localization in aid debate. Decentralization and decolonization. And both sides have the passive voice in common. What do I mean by passive voice? Stay tuned. Many local workers in Africa who are penalized by prejudice about their capacities, pressured by their social environments, and paralyzed by self-doubt need guidance to boost their confidence, their competence, and their compensation. That's why the Homegrown and World Class podcast provides practical guidance to help you grow from where you stand to where you stand out. Because local workers in Africa must know that excellence is not an import product. Hi, this is Paul J. Braga bringing you episode 15 of the Homegrown and World Class podcast on localization fanfare in aid. Local responders and communities must be better funded, empowered and involved by international donors and international responders. In essence, that is the localization agenda according to both the decentralization view and the decolonization view based on the grand bargain of 2016. And that's what I call the passive voice issue with localization in aid. It shows in how it is articulated in the grammar and on the ground. It sounds logical from a decentralization standpoint, though central powers deciding to involve and devolve to lower levels more. According to the decolonization view, localizing aid is about redressing power imbalances and de-westernizing humanitarian aid. Except that many people who hold this view seem to expect Western humanitarian actors, including donors and international NGOs, to do the de-westernizing. As long as localization is something others do for or to locals, there won't be much progress. Meaningful localization will only occur when local people use local resources and resourcefulness at scale to address local problems. The only thing that's not localized yet is the purse. The people are local. The problems are local. It takes these three to solve the localization equation. Local people plus local problems plus local purse. Most big aid donors so far are Western governments, and it is common practice that whoever has the money makes the rules. Hence, the passive voice of recipient governments, peoples, and civil society organizations, including African ones. Therefore, localization, construed as decentralization or decolonization, is fundamentally a matter of sovereignty. Consequently, one may wonder why recipient governments are passive regarding localization in aid while they're active concerning localization in business, also known as local content. One might suggest that business is for profit and aid is non-profit. But is that an adequate answer? Recipient governments too contribute financially to humanitarian action through direct interventions, paid contributions, to multilateral institutions and pledges. But their contributions are obviously not sizable enough for the voices to make a difference. Big donor governments rule the day as they drive a hard bargain. Dignity is the respect you owe and show yourself. 
and there's no dignity in endlessly expecting the solutions to your problems from other people's purses. That's why the key to effective localization in aid is in localizing donorship. How to achieve donorship localization is the question waiting to be asked. When the current localization fanfare fades out, I hope all will hear and answer that question. You've been listening to Homegrown and World Class, the podcast that addresses Africa's skills gap one worker at a time and helps you grow from where you stand to where you stand out as a local worker in Africa. Remember, excellence is not an import product. Subscribe to the podcast, join the conversation and start your homegrown to world-class journey today. Visit www.homegrownandworldclass.com.